one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Slightly more than eight years ago, on November 17, 2012, a pair of Mexican fishermen departed from the coast of Mexico to make some extra money on a weekend fishing trip in the Pacific Ocean. 80 miles offshore, a violent nighttime storm ambushed them. As gale force winds and 10-foot waves pummeled their small 25-foot open, cabinless, roofless, canoe-shaped fishing vessel, these waves pummeled this fiberglass boat from all sides. They nearly capsized. Focusing on saving their lives, Captain Jose Salvador Alvaringa cut and severed the fishing line that was over two miles long in a fishing net. Nets that would have provided them fish and when they sold them on the shore, much needed cash. The boat, now freed from the drag of the fishing nets, raced through the waves to find the nearest port. 60 miles into their journey home, and only 20 miles away from shore, the boat's motor failed. Now adrift, without power, their situation became even more grim when a rogue wave swept some of their vital supplies and gear overboard. Even with no radio, a dead motor, and minimal survival gear, both fishermen, drenching wet, kept frantically bailing, water by hand, to keep the boat afloat. This fishing trip had become a quest for survival. This was not the adventure that they were anticipating. For five long, torturous days, the storm blew and the waves crashed. The boat, in just five days, blew hundreds of miles away from the shore into the world's biggest ocean. Both men longed to survive. They anticipated an outside rescue, a rescue that never came. It was up to these two fishermen to figure out how they were going to survive how they were going to overcome their limited resources, unrelenting psychological trauma, dismal odds, and somehow live. They were now adrift in the solitary wilderness of an ocean, a wilderness that for a time became their home. John the Baptist, also lives in the wilderness. Not on the ocean, like Captain Salvador, yet John lived in a harsh, challenging desert environment. Living in the natural world, unmodified by human activity or urbanization, John the Baptist lives life on the edge of the Greco-Roman civilization. With his camel hair clothes, accessorized by a belt of leather, and a dietary restriction of honey and locusts. John is living the embodiment of the prophets of old. Even within the first century context, 
It's an era filled with prophetic leaders. John's message of hope and repentance stood out. John the Baptist was not a regular prophetic leader. John's goal was not to restore worship on Mount Gerizim, a revolt that was later crushed by Pontius Pilate. And John was not like the Egyptian Jewish prophet who led a movement that culminated in marching around Jerusalem's city walls, giving a loud shout and hoping for a divine reenactment of Joshua and the walls of Jericho. No. We find John the Baptist in the wilderness, not in human-made Jewish temples or local synagogues. Instead, John finds God on the edges of society. God is in the wilderness. We ourselves are in the wilderness, the wilderness of COVID. Even after all these months, we are still in the wilderness. The wilderness has not become tamer. Time has not lessened this wilderness of isolation and loss. We are facing more than just the wilderness of empty store shelves. We might be tempted to cling to infection rate data and use our cognitive abilities to help us understand the wilderness that we are going through. And it's a natural response. And God gave us the ability to think and to solve for a reason. But this wilderness is more than just a puzzle that we can solve. This wilderness, right here, right now, reveals a wilderness that is in our spirits. We just experienced the wilderness of thanksgiving, a wilderness of delicious food and empty seats. We are living through a time where we are roughing it, gatherings without touch, friendships without hugs, deaths without funerals, weddings without guests. Yet God is full of surprises. Isolated, lonely, and socially distanced we might be, but hope is coming. Hope is coming. We are in the season of Advent, a season that we have, in one way or another, been living into since March. We are living in the season of anticipation, a season of waiting, a season where we are confident that our hopes will be fulfilled. Every year, we gather in the season of Advent, anticipating, knowing that Christmas Day is coming. The birth of Christ is coming. The renewal of the earth is coming. Our hope in God made flesh is coming and coming soon. We may not yet have the vaccine, but we put our hope, we put our trust in God's goodness and God's faithfulness. God is not done with human history yet. Our stories are not fully written. The stories of our lives go on. After 438 days, 438 days, Captain Salvador's 
25-foot canoe-shaped fishing boat washed ashore on one of the Marshall Islands. Captain Salvador miraculously managed to survive this unprovisioned, epic 6,000-mile, one-year, two-month journey across the ocean. At first, the local authorities did not believe the captain's story. Yet he was living proof that he had survived. He anticipated a future outside of the boat and did everything that he possibly could to survive. And his anticipated future became reality. As we anticipate the coming of Christ during this season of Advent, as we live into this time of wilderness, we, like John the Baptist, prepare, prepare the way for God's reign, confessing our need for God. And we come to God, so God also comes to us. This Advent, we anticipate the coming of Christ. Our hope will not be in vain. Amen.